John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this message from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from Scripture would better equip you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17. Luke, chapter 17. I want to look at verse 11 down through verse number 19 this morning. We're moving into our Thanksgiving season, and I guess all of you are aware that Thanksgiving is early this year. You're right? You realize it's almost like a week early in the way our calendar fell. And matter of fact, I was talking to a pastor yesterday, and, and it just dawned on him that that Thanksgiving was this coming Thursday. And, and uh, so anyhow, it kind of snuck up on us if you don't pay attention to your calendar. But surely you watch that one, right? I mean, just think, that big old turkey and all the family and uh, all the food around the table. And I'm hoping uh, that you have a great Thanksgiving. With that being said, I wanted to look at the text in Luke chapter 17 and verse 11 down through verse number 19. And the, the title of my message is that he delights in our gratitude. He delights in our gratitude. Uh, and I guess as I sent out a, an email and a text, even and a Facebook post and a Twitter post, and I, <laughs> I try to get it all out there so you can kind of be aware of what's going on, uh, I ask you a question of all of us, really. Are we really grateful or do we take things for granted? We're really going to find that everybody falls in one of those two categories. Either we, are, we have a spirit of gratitude and we're very grateful for what God does in our life, or we get to the point where we just start taking the blessings for granted. Uh, and we really live in one of those two worlds. I think we see in our text here, and, and really I'm, I'm not going to do an exegete on, on this text. I just want to pull out a thought, and I just want to expound on it and, and just go with it a little bit. But here in verse number 11 of Luke 17, it says, While traveling to Jerusalem, he, being Jesus, passed between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, get this now, ten men with serious skin diseases met him, and they stood at a distance, and they raised their voices saying, get this now, get this picture in your mind, they raised their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. There was ten of them. They were shouting out and raising their voices to Jesus and asking him really to heal them and to have mercy on them. And when he saw them in verse 14, he told them, Go and show yourself to the priest. And get this, while they were going, they were healed. Now Jesus said to these ten guys that had this skin disease, whether it's leprosy or whatever it was, He told them, go to the priest and show yourself to the priest. And as they were going to the priest, the Bible says that they were healed. But verse 15 is, is really what jumps off the page at me. Look what it says. But one of them, seeing that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice gave glory to God and he fell face down at his feet, thanking him. And he was a Samaritan. And then Jesus said, were not ten cleansed? Where are the none? And didn't any return to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he told him, get up. And go on your way, 
your faith has made you well. Let's pray. Father, we ask your blessings on the reading of your word today. And as we pause and move into this Thanksgiving season, my prayer is that we would add to the number of those individuals that have a spirit of gratitude and thankfulness for the many blessings that you bestow upon each of us. God, oftentimes we are so blessed that we get to the place where we start taking those blessings for granted. God, if that's us today, I pray you'd convict us. Help us not to be with the majority, with the none that went their way healed and never even turned around to say thank you. But help us to line up with this one. Help us to join his ranks in recognizing the blessings that you give us. And help us, God, to pause and slow down and give glory and honor to you and to have a spirit of thankfulness and a spirit of gratitude. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As I said earlier, I think every single one of us, all of us, myself included, fall into one of two categories, especially when it comes to the season of Thanksgiving. We're either that group that just takes things for granted, or we're that group that has slowed down and pause and have a grateful spirit about the wonderful many blessings that, that God bestows upon us. I read a quote by Warren Wiersbe about those who take things for granted. Now let's look at that first. And let's think about those individuals that just simply take, th- take things for granted. Warren Wiersbe says this, and I quote, he said, I have felt for a long time that one of the particular temptations of the maturing Christian is the danger of getting accustomed to his blessings. It's like the world traveler who has been everywhere and seen everything. The maturing Christian is in danger of taking his blessings for granted and getting so accustomed to them that they fail to excite him as they once did. I think that danger is out there for every single one of us. Do you remember when it was when you first accepted Christ as your Savior? Do you remember how excited you were and and how you looked around and you could see how God was blessing you? Like the testimony that Chris shared today. Do you remember when you were there? When you had just accepted Christ as your Savior and you're following through in believer's baptism and you're looking around and you're seeing all the wonderful blessings of God. But after a while, sometimes the maturing Christian, we get so accustomed to the many blessings that come our way, that if we're not careful, and if we're not intentional, we can fall into the party that just starts taking them for granted. And really we line up with these non-individuals that had the skin disease, that were healed and went their way, and just took those blessings for granted. Someone once said, get this, If the stars came out only once a year, everyone would stay up all night long just to see them. Guess what we do, guys? We take the stars for granted. We just know that on a clear night, they're going to be there. And we may casually glance up and say, oh, that's nice, and move our way. But what if they only came out one night a year? I dare say that probably the majority of us would sit up all night long gazing at the stars. Do you see how easy, and I'm including myself in this, 
Do you see how easy it is to fall into this mindset of simply just taking things for granted? You say, is that something new? No, 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 no. I think it goes back all the way to the creation of man, but especially back in the Old Testament with the children of Israel. Do you remember when God had delivered them out of Egypt and the great exodus that took place when millions of them were now delivered from slavery and bondage and no longer having to toil and making the bricks and the hard labor jobs and when they were in bondage in Egypt and God was leading them to the promised land and you remember how he led them with a, a pillar of fire by night? You remember that? Why was that? To help warm them because it got very cold out in, in that region. And, and then by day, a, a cloud and to help shield them from the heat of the sun. And I mean, God was providing for them. And you remember how He gave them water out of a rock? You remember that? And you remember how He fed them? How, how did He feed them? He fed them every day with what? With manna. With fresh meat from heaven. Now they couldn't gather it. They couldn't gather it and store it away in their tent. It would spoil after the next day. But every single day God was teaching them how they are to be dependent upon Him. And He gave them manna from heaven every day. Meat to eat every day from heaven. He gave, and I happen to believe it's, it was probably like a, like, like fried chicken, I guess, you know. I mean, that manna, some people think, what do you think the manna was? Well, to me, it had to be fried chicken. I mean, that is the most godly thing I think anybody could eat, and I love it. And matter, any preacher worth his salt, if he don't eat fried chicken, I don't even know that I would sit under a preacher's preaching that didn't eat fried chicken, right? I'm just kidding there. And I don't know what it tastes like, but the point was that God was providing manna. He was giving them food from heaven every single day. I want you to listen to Numbers chapter 11 and verse number 6. This is the nation of Israel. They had, were getting the heavenly manna every single day, fresh from God, water from the rock, fire by night, cloud by day. God's meeting their needs. He's blessing them over and over and over again. In Numbers chapter 11 and verse number 6, get this, but now our whole being, they're complaining, right? They, they've gotten to the place where they're taking God's blessings for granted. They're no longer grateful. They've, they've, they've created this, this, this attitude of now just grumbling and complaining about every little thing. And Numbers eleven six. But now our whole being is dried up, they said. Get this. There is nothing at all, get this next phrase, except this manna before our eyes. Really? I mean, do you realize that God is working a miracle in your life every single day? He's provided you this fresh manna from heaven every single day. And, and you have the audacity to say that there's nothing at all except this manna? I mean, you're experiencing a miracle from God, people of Israel, every single day. And you have the audacity to say, all we have is this manna. Really? Now we look at that. And we can see the, the issue. We can see the troubling statement. We can see the problem. But let's fast forward a few several thousand years and into our life. And think about a lot of the blessings that God blesses us with every single day. And we may get up and go to the job and say, really? Or we may get up and look at our family and friends. Or we may get up and some wives have to look at their husbands and say, really God? <laughs> but listen... The wonderful blessings that God gives us every single day. If we're not careful, 
we'll start murmuring and complaining. And we'll line up with the children of Israel and say, Really, God, all we have are these blessings? Get this. I want you to understand this. I want you to jot this down. Make a mental note of it, if you will. It won't be on the slide or anything, but I want you to get a hold of this. One of the evidence. You think, what is the evidence of me taking blessings for granted? What, what could be a sign that possibly I fall into the category of the non-individuals that were healed? They went their way. They never returned. They didn't have a spirit of gratitude. They were taking things for granted. What is a sign? that I could see in my own life that I just may be lining up with the none and starting to take these blessings for granted. I believe it comes down to this. If we are experiencing and if, if we have the evidence that as a maturing Christian that we're seeing these blessings come to us and we create, get this, this spirit of criticism and complaining... Criticism and complaining. We're critiquing everything. We're negative about everything. Everything's wrong. Nothing is right. No one does anything right. The preacher's messages are horrible. The singing's not good. The ministry is horrible. Boy, if I was in control, I'd do it this way. And, and, and this and just murmuring, complaining, and criticizing, and murmuring, and complaining, and criticizing, and murmuring, and complaining. Are you getting this? And criticizing. Are you getting to church? Murmuring, and complaining, and criticizing. One more time. Murmuring, and complaining and criticizing. Will you say it with me? Murmuring and complaining and criticizing. Say it again. Murmuring and complaining and criticizing. I want to hear you. Murmuring and complaining and criticizing. One more time. Murmuring. You say it. Murmuring. Come on. Keep it up. I want you to get this. Murmuring, complaining, and criticizing. Say it together. Murmuring, complaining, and... Shout it out. Murmuring, complaining. One more time. You know what that is? If we find ourselves doing that about whatever it is in our life, that's evidence. And that's a sign that now we've fallen into those individuals that just take God's blessings for granted. You say, really? You think that's the case? I ask you, the children of Israel, we have nothing to eat except this manna. Murmuring, complaining, and criticizing. Could it be that they had gotten to the place where they were simply just taking God's blessings for granted? My goal today is to get you out of that. Let me tell you why. Because the majority of the church line up with the nine that went away. Are you getting this? The majority of Christians and believers are blessed every single day, but they can't see past the nose on their face, and they're looking at this miracle from God every single day of how He is blessing them, how He's moving in their life, and all we can say is, we have nothing except this manna. Murmuring, complaining, and criticizing. When we are doing that, church, listen to me. When we are doing that, and I don't care what the issue is, when we are doing that, we're really just lining up with the individuals that just took God's blessings and walked away and never turned around and said, thank you, we're living in the area of taking blessings and taking things for granted. Hello? My goal is to get you out of that group and to get you over here in this other group, like the one that returned to thank the Lord for healing him, 
I want us to get to the second group of people, not those that take things for granted, but those who take things with gratitude. Those that take things with gratitude. You know, taking things with gratitude is simply just the right thing to do. I mean, it really is. I mean, I I was brought up, listen, I was brought up to say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. I mean, I run across people today and I'll say, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And people, you don't call me sir. You don't have to do it. That's the way I was. You you were taught up to be kind. I was raised to be polite. I I was raised to, to have manners. You open the door for women, and you walk in and out of stores. You just didn't let a door fall. You know, I'll see that. I'll go to the mall. I'll go to the shops in different places, and I'll see a man come out. He'll let the door fall right in front of a lady. I'm like, are you kidding me? Where are your manners? Right? I don't care who it is. Or you see someone coming in a wheelchair or handicapped or whatever, and you don't have five seconds to hold the door open for them. What is this world coming to Hello? You see, I I believe we ought to be individuals that say thank you when somebody gives you something. Hello? Let's all practice. Let's say thank you. Say thank you. Let's say it again. Thank you. That's not that hard. Say it one more time. Thank you. That's not that hard to do, guys. Every single one of us, whenever God blesses us with something, and 99% of the time, the blessings that come from God come from Him using other people to move in our life. So when someone does something for you, the most common courtesy thing that you can do is simply say, thank you. But I'm amazed how many people don't even say thank you. It's just the decent thing to do. It's the right thing to do to have a spirit of gratitude. Listen, guys, no one, and I know, oh, I know, and I maybe don't even want to get off on this, but I know that we are raising a generation of younger people today and even young adults today that, that walk around with this sense of entitlement that the world, the government, Everything around me, you owe me something. Listen, I, you, you take, you owe me. Nobody owes you anything. Hello? I mean, anything we get is a blessing. And, and where in the world do we get off walking around with this spirit of entitlement that you owe me and, and it's your responsibility to give it to me? Ah, you don't see that anywhere in God's Word. And what we need to be is thankful. Hello? When someone blesses you with something, when someone does a kind act for you or a deed for you or whatever, say thank you. Nothing wrong with it. Having this spirit of gratitude. Not just at Thanksgiving, but year-round having this spirit. It's the right thing to do. Also, and I say this, it's the profitable thing to do. You say profitable? You mean I can build my bank account and my savings by, by having a spirit of... I'm not talking about profitable in the spirit of monetary gain. I'm not talking about building your cash flow. I'm talking about just being healthy and at peace with yourself. If you get to the place where you can just say thank you. I, I mean, listen, that's one of the things I love, I absolutely love about Chick-fil-A. I mean, I love to get my tea refilled. I can't wait till I get to the bottom of it. And then I take it up there or the lady comes by and, and they refill my beverage. Right? I, I love the terminology, everything they use. And they refill, uh, refresh my beverage. Yes, please. I love that. And then when they give it to me, I say, thank you. You tell me, what's the next thing they say? Wow. My pleasure. 
My pleasure. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure to serve you. You know what that is? I think, I think, I think George Truett and his son Dan, I think they have done a tremendous job of building a, a huge business and training their people not to live in the spirit of taking things for granted, but to live in this attitude of gratitude and realizing that nobody has to come in the doors of their establishment and eat. You, there's the other places, and, and they don't take for granted you coming there. They are honored that you've chosen to come there, and they are having a wonderful spirit of gratitude. And it just makes you pleasant. I mean, it just makes you happy. I don't know. I leave there every time with a smile. I mean, I almost feel like I've gone to church when I go to Chick-fil-A. I mean, I have this wonderful just kindness. Oh, man, these, these are good people. It just, it's profitable is what I'm trying to say. It just, you can stay in this constant state of, of happiness and, and goodwill if you just learn to just have a spirit of gratitude. So we need to learn to, to give thanks. So one of two categories, and I'm kind of going, that's been mostly my introduction, okay? And I'll cut this thing off, I promise you here. But we live in one of two categories. We either live in the individual that takes things for granted, or we have the mindset and the attitude of having a spirit of gratitude and just simply being thankful. Now I believe there's, there's three things that, that we need to be thankful for. And three things that I want to lead us into giving thanks for as we move into this Thanksgiving season. I want you to jot these down, if you will, please. First of all, there, get this. There are these common blessings that are commonly overlooked. I mean, these common blessings that, that we have every single day of our life that are just commonly overlooked, such as food. Guys, do you realize all the hard work and toil that men and women put in to preparing the food that we eat on our tables every single day. I mean, those are the things we take for granted. I, I visited other countries where food was not in abundance. You just didn't throw things away. Sometimes I think we, we have this attitude of taking things for granted with our food and and we ought to have a spirit of gratitude and be thankful for the food. I think about these farmers all over the Midwest and all over the country and the world even. These farmers that are working and toiling every single day to raise grain and corn and wheat and vegetables and all these other things, potatoes that, that we enjoy. There's somebody working every day. It doesn't just appear, Right? A common blessing, food. What's another common blessing? What about our five senses? What about our seeing and our hearing and our smelling and our tasting and our touching? What about our eyes and our ears and our nose and our mouth and our hands? Oftentimes we take those things for granted until they're either wounded or hurt or gone and we no longer have it. I mean, how many has ever hurt your thumb and then it's, it's hurt, it's in a splint, you can't touch it, it it's very painful... And then you realize how much you use your thumb every single way. I don't even realize how much I use my thumb until I hurt my thumb. Right? Just things we take for granted. I mean, I'm thinking about my body right now, and, and, and guess what? I'm thinking about my big toe right now. Now, most of you may never even see my big toe unless I fall in and out of this baptistry. 
But do you realize right now the balance that it's given me as I'm standing here and I'm just thinking about, man, I'm putting pressure on my toe right now. You know, just common things that really we take for granted that we need to have a heart of gratitude for. Food, five senses, whatever your health may be, we ought to be thankful for our health. Family and friends, for your parents, for your mom and your dad, your siblings, your brother and sister, your spouse, your, your children, your son, your daughter, friends that God has brought into your life, family and friends, we shouldn't take those for granted. We ought to be very grateful for what God has blessed us with as far as our family around us. Hello? Slow down, guys, and enjoy your family. You realize... And I say this to those career, goal, money-oriented individuals. All that money, one day you're going to leave behind for somebody to fight over. And the only thing you get to take to heaven with you is your family. That's it. Your family. And so be very grateful for your family. Those are some common blessings that are commonly overlooked. (laughs) I like the saying of of Winnie the Pooh, thinking about friends, and Winnie the Pooh said to Christopher Robbins, he said, if you live to be 100 years old, I want to live to be 100 minus one day, so I never have to live without you. Oh. (laughs) Think about our friends. Think about our family. Guys, let's not take them for granted. What What a tremendous blessing they are from God. Common blessings that are commonly overlooked. Second thing, jot this down. I'll, I'll try to hurry up on this one. Special blessings that are soon forgotten. Things we need to be thankful for are these common blessings that are commonly overlooked. The second thing we need to be thankful for are these special blessings that are soon forgotten. I mean, those times when you need God to show up. Those times when you just have, man, you're praying about something, you need God to move in your life, and, and all of a sudden He does, and, and, and it's that special thing that God does for you in your life. And, and They don't happen all the time, but just those special times. And God moves in your life. All too often, after we get through that crisis, we get off and we forget about it. I think about individuals that have called me in the middle of the night that need prayer or need counseling and I've gotten up and gone to their house or they've gotten a, a, a report from the doctor that, you know, we just have been discovered that we have cancer. Can you please get here? And my wife will fly over to their houses and sit with them and pray with them and talk with them and counsel them through that and be with them while they're going through it. And, and all of a sudden God shows up and now they get a doctor's report that they've been healed and there's no more tumor. And, and then I look around and where are those individuals? You know what happened? Those were special blessings that God gave them that now they've completely forgotten. It's almost like those individuals that use God like a spare tire in their trunk. When I have a flat, I pull it out. When I need God, I pull Him out. Why, why is that? Those are special blessings that oftentimes are soon forgotten. You know what I think we need to do with those special blessings? If you're taking notes, there's three things I want you to jot down here. Whenever we have those special blessings that come into our life, the first thing we need to do, we need to take note of them. In other words, we need to have a journal of some sort. Whether it's on your iPhone or on your computer or iPad or or just an old conventional way of paper and pencil and pen. Somehow, we need to jot down those times when God moves in our life so that we will not forget them. And I love to journal. And I would encourage you to journal and write down 
down how God is moving in your life. And what it does for me, it encourages me because there are other times I may be in the valley and I'm like, God, do you even care? And I go back and I read my journal, how God has moved in my life and answered prayer. And man, it just encourages me. I say, I, I'm reminded, yes, God, you do still move. You, you do care. You are still on the throne. You, you, your promises are yea in Christ Jesus. And, and I know you'll do it again because I've seen you do it in the past. I want to encourage you to journal. And then I encourage you, number two, just thank God. When it happens, be very thankful for His goodness and thank Him for moving in, in your life. And then also I encourage you to thank those that God uses to help meet your need in your life. And so there's some things we can do for that. But those special blessings we need to be thankful for. I read the story of a Methodist pastor. His name is William Stidger. And Pastor Stidger was thinking at Thanksgiving season about his own personal life. And, and he remembered his Sunday school teacher back when he was a boy. And he thought, boy, I, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write my Sunday school teacher a thank you letter. And he wrote his Sunday school teacher a letter and just thanked her for those years that she taught him as a child and, and, and where he was today. And he had moved away and, and she, they had lost contact. And, and she wrote, he wrote this letter. Well, this Sunday school teacher got that letter and she was very moved. And she wrote back a letter to Pastor William Stidger and she said this, My dear Willie. I cannot tell you how much your note meant to me. I am in my 80s now. I live alone in a small room. I cook my own meals. I'm lonely. And I'm almost like the last leave of autumn lingering behind. You will be interested to know that I taught Sunday school for 50 years. And yours is the first note of appreciation that I ever received. I came on a blue, or it came on a blue cold morning. And it cheered me as nothing has in many years. I was reading the writings of Pastor Stidger, and he says that I'm not a sentimental person. But when I got that reply back from my Sunday school teacher, there was a tear in my eye. And I realized what I had done for this lady simply by saying, thank you. Then he remembered one of his bishops that had helped him early on in his ministry, and he wrote him a letter. The bishop was in retirement. He had recently lost his wife. And, and he wrote Pastor Stidger back. And he replied in his letter, My dear Will, your letter was so beautiful and so real that as I sat reading it in my study, tears fell from my eyes, tears of gratitude. Then before I realized what I was doing, I rose from my chair and I called her name to show it to her, forgetting for a moment that she was gone. You will never know how much your letter has warmed my spirit. I've been walking in the glow of it all day long. Guys, you never know what a kind word would do for someone. You never know what a handwritten letter or card or a, or a letter that you send to someone just to let them know you're thinking about them or praying for them would do for that individual. Let's take time out to be grateful for all those people that God brings into our life. And let's be very thankful for them. Let me give you the third and the final thing. Not only should we give thanks for the common blessings that are commonly overlooked. Not only should we give thanks, thanks for those special blessings that are soon forgotten. But thirdly and in closing, I think we need to give thanks for the greatest blessing that is tragically ignored. And what would that be? That would be God giving us His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's a whole lot I could say about this. But I'm trying to wind this thing down. 
we live in a world that has thrown God out of just about everything. We live in a world where people are tolerant of everything except the gospel of Jesus Christ. We live in a world where you can't mention the name of Jesus. Oh, you can mention God because everybody can have a God and it's kind of non-threatening. But whenever you say that Jesus is the only way to heaven and you must be born again, and we're really just repeating the words of Christ, that's very offensive to a lot of people. I'm amazed at the direction our world has gone and where we are today in our world. You know what we've done? We've tragically ignored the greatest blessing that has ever been given. And that's God given us His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians 9 and 15, the Bible says, Thanks be to God for His unspeakable gift. And that unspeakable gift is Christ. It's Jesus. Guys, this Thanksgiving season, let me just say this. Call time out in your life. Evaluate where you are spiritually. Have you ignored the greatest gift that has ever been given? Have you ignored Jesus Christ? You see, we go about our way doing our thing. And sometimes we forget the salvation that is free to us. It cost God something. It cost Him His Son. It cost Jesus His life. He paid the supreme sacrifice on the cross for your sins and for my sins. And this Thanksgiving season, this greatest blessing that's ever been given, which is the Lord Jesus Christ Himself, don't ignore it like our world is ignoring it today. Pause. Thank Him for the plan of salvation. And if you're here today and you don't know Christ as your Savior, I think the very first thing you need to do right now is simply just bow your head and pray and ask Him to forgive you. Come into your life. Trust Him as your Lord and your Savior. Receive the greatest gift that's ever been given. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. I wonder as every head is bowed and every eye is closed. We're going to have a song of invitation. I'm just going to ask you right now Right where you're sitting. How are things with you and the Lord? Are you living with a spirit and a heart of gratitude? Or are you taking things for granted? This greatest blessing that's ever been given. Have you tragically ignored it? If so, I want to encourage you right now. Right now, just right where you're sitting. Let me help you. If you would like to receive Christ as your personal Savior today. Right now, just right there where you're sitting, just pray this prayer. Say, dear God, I realize that I'm a sinner. I know that you gave your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. And that he was buried and he rose again victoriously the third day. And right now, God, I pray you forgive me of my sins. That you come into my heart, come into my life. Be my Lord, be my Savior. I give you my life, oh God, right now. If you're here today and you say, Preacher, I've done that. But things aren't well between you and God. Right now, what you need to do is pray a prayer of rededication and commitment to Christ. 
let me help you with that prayer. Just pray something like this. Say, Dear God, I've already accepted you as my Lord, as my Savior. But God, my life is its just not where it needs to be right now. And I've drifted afar from you and I'm cold and I'm indifferent and I'm calloused and I'm hard. And I pray right now, God, that you'd forgive me. That you'd cleanse me of all unrighteousness. You'd come into my heart and forgive me. And give me this assurance of my salvation that all is well. I rededicate and recommit my life to you right now this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for this message from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360. That's 618-622-9360. Or you can email us at victory at victorychurchonline.net. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email or call or send a request to 715 Lake Point Center, Suite 109, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. Come and check us out on the web at www.victorychurchonline.net. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.